Hey, hey, hey. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Home Life Podcast. I am your host, John Hallaby, otherwise affectionately known as JH. And I'm here with the indomitable Sian. <laughs> and as you can see, I am so with it. <laughs> it's been a big day. It's been a big day. It's been a big day. But not only that, I would just like to say to everyone... <laughs> He said, we're going to be going and doing this podcast tonight. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, no worries. Yep. And then then I go to sit down and get things started and he turns around and he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to be changing things. I know he'd been changing things. I didn't realise that this was going to be taking place. So normally it's me chucking him underneath the bus, but I don't even know if I'm supposed to be pressing any buttons. He went and pressed the Look, button that I normally am supposed to press that he normally makes fun of me because I don't normally know which one to And to be press. honest, I don't even know if I'm going to leave that button in. We've, you know, this trying is what to, I've got to work with. Th- this is it, right? Like, <laughs> we're, we're learning. We're, we're, this will be episode 31. We're learning how to create an entertaining, informative podcast from ground zero. We started from nothing. We're learning this process. There's going to be changes along the way. And this is my little revenge of driving the bus for a change. It's going to be great. Yeah, and he has also given me this. So <laughs> buckle in, people. It could be one <laughs> hell of a ride. It's a good drop, this. This is this is a great drop. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> smidge. Hello. Uh, it's technically not smidge. This one's St. Brioch. Ah. Oh. Happens to be made by, by Matt. By Matt. Matt Wank, who we've had on the podcast one of the best winemakers in the world, best Australian winemakers. This is what happens when he, throw, when he just goes, we're going to be changing things. I, I I, ease it with wine. I make it better with wine. But this is, so this. Matt, Matt, Matt makes a good wine. Matt makes a great <laughs> wine. This is one of the ones that was featured during was their it, recent I... birthday event. So this is the 2016 um, Sav Blanc Fumé. Now, a lot of people go, what I've been told anyway, go, oh my God, a Sav Blanc that's that old. Oh, is it is it right? But apparently... I'm not normally a fan of a, of white wine, just so no. that people are... Look, the, the only white wine you and I have really, really enjoyed has yeah. been the Fiano. Fiano. The Smidge Fiano. Wines, Fiano. But, but this is this the same So this is the Fumé. This is the Fumé Sav Blanc. Uh, apparently what Fumé means is that it's been aged in new... French oak barrels. Yeah. I think I've got that right. And it's incredible. This is our second yeah, bottle of Matt, it. Matt, chime in if you, if you hey, like. Matt, Matt, will, Matt will fix me up if I'm wrong. But uh, look, I'll be more than two bottles into the uh, St. Brioc Fumé Sav Blanc and, and I won't I mind. Don't nor- yeah, I don't normally do a, a white, but this is mm. this smells... <laughs> this smells nice. Can I just smell it? <laughs> oh, you can do what you want. I mean, I'm going to be getting myself another drink at some point. But um, by the way, make sure you're 18 plus before drinking alcohol or, you know. Yeah, no, of, of never underage drinking. That's I mean, this, this is an 18 plus podcast. We are so far off track already. Ah, 
well, but I told him to buckle in. It's going to be a hell of a ride. Well, you know, I'm I'm driving the bus for a change. So are you though? Oh, oh yes, you are. Oh, <laughs> oh, once again, we're getting insight into my life. All right, all right, all right. We need what we do need to do is because normally we record. And we record well in advance where we're really, really super organized. But I've been on the road uh, with work, been in Sydney, we've been at Reach Graduation, we've been at, at all these events and, and all this craziness. RIQ Awards. RIQ Awards. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, and we just haven't had a chance to sit and pre record. So this episode is coming out Tuesday <laughs> and it's Friday, Friday night. <laughs> but this gives us a really unique opportunity to do a market update because normally we're recording that far in advance that anything not, we do yeah. in a market update is going to be out of date. Yeah. But we can do a market update. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's 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 going to be good. And I've, I've done my research. I've got all my bits and pieces. Yeah, he's done his research. I yep. have no idea what's going on apart yep. from this is what's happening. Hey, I how gave, you, I I gave ask, you one. How am I supposed to ask you the questions? That's the beautiful thing is because we're going to be talking about a whole lot of stuff we've already talked about in relation to this market update because it all links back pretty much what we produ- what we talked about in I F1 think he's lying. You, you, well yeah but that's just you what we talked about in episode 1 <laughs> is playing out right now it's cute that you think that I can remember what we did in that <laughs> I don't blame you because the episode title was is the bubble going to burst and then the JTM was, and the Aussie gins you'll need if it does. Is that when we had two friends over and they were giggling in the, um, I'm pretty sure it was, and they were giggling in the other room because the dishwasher was going and we still hadn't got the sound right? Possibly. So they were like... Possibly. Or, Mind you, if, if you listen to the last episode where we had our first ever guest, we still haven't got the sound right. I'm, I'm finding someone, a professional, to fix the sound. It was... Paul that's was too quiet, bit, I was too loud, you were somewhere in between. That's a bit harsh. Paul, Paul is a... He's, oh, Paul, nothing wrong with Paul. Paul's quietly spoken. But we didn't have the mix, and the people who do our mixing in that are not, like, uh, we, we need to get a better team around us, is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. So we're going to do that. We're going to do that. Okay. Um, and that's hence some of the changes. Anyway. Because a podcast coaches jumped in and said, hey, we're going to help. We're going to make <laughs> this really cool. What, what? What, what? Let's go. Let's go. All right. First up, very, very quickly. Look, you know, the market has been crazy over the last, over the last few years. It's up. It's down. It's around the twist. That was a great show growing up. I know you loved it. I Focus. Did too. So the question, you know, should you, sh- should you sell or should you stay? Say that three times fast while drinking should wine. Should I sell? Should I go now? And what's your home really worth? Like, these are questions that cause a lot of stress. And to be honest, it's markets like this that uh, the reason I created checkmyhouseprice.com.au to provide homeowners with free house price reports. So you can get all the up-to-date info on what your home is worth and be armed with all the correct knowledge so that you can make a fully informed decision about your next property step, which of course is most important because there's no nothing good to be achieved making a half-informed decision. Uh so you can get your free house price report from checkmyhouseprice.com.au or for our New Zealand friends, checkmyhouseprice.co.nz and you can get all the info you need to make fully informed property decisions. Speaking of an insane market, we've got three 
key things we're going to cover. We're going to okay. cover the market update. Prop the prop track home price index has been released for October. We're going to cover that. Uh, there's apparently a million empty homes in the country. We're going to dive into the million homes. There wouldn't be um, any potential of 23,000 that have, you know, gone missing that could potentially we'll, be in that the, 1 the million. The 26,000 that went MIA, we'll, yeah. we'll find out. Okay. Um, so we'll dive into that. And one of my favorite humans on the planet, the CEO of the REIQ, Antonio, uh, Antonio Morcarella, absolutely tore the state government a new one this week. And we're going to cover that and highlight some of my favorite quotes from her press release on that. She was on radio uh, earlier last week. And of course, we had the RIQ Awards where both sides of politics were in the room. I know. And there was I... a very subtle bomb dropped. Uh, and uh, Was a, it really fire. that subtle? I don't think it was that uh, subtle. Look, I mean, in terms of po- in political terms, probably not. It was definitely a get your act together because you're the reason we're here, in my opinion, anyway. But let's jump into the home price index. Do you remember what we said in episode one? <laughs> the, is the bubble going to burst? Well, from memory, what you have always told me is that technically here in Australia, we don't actually have bubbles. We don't have a real estate bubble. That's true, because a bubble suggests that it's being artificially inflated. So then, because I'm I'm learning along with everyone else as well, that question: Are you telling me that now there is a bubble? No, no, right. absolutely not. So if we go back to one, we covered it again. We've covered it in probably about four eps in the, out of the last thirty odd. Yeah, and we've talked there. We've talked about the eight hundred thousand homes that were going to come off fixed uh, fixed rate mortgages, and there was going to be this massive glut of properties hitting the market yeah. and so forth as well. And we we made a couple of really key points. The points that we made in those episodes were as follows: Number one, there's not a bubble in Australia. We have a supply problem. Yeah. There is not enough houses in the areas people want to live to meet the demand. So while there is a supply problem, and there is well. I should say, while there is more demand than there is supply, mm. prices are consistently going to drive up. Now, of course, the government and the reserve banks' crude lever to try and control that supply and demand issue mm. is interest rates. Yeah. So they pump up interest rates, trying to limit the supply of money, hoping that it drives demand down. And then more properties come onto the market because people are under financial stress. But if you remember correctly, one of the things we said is because there is not enough property... We firmly believe that people would live off rice in order to keep their house because yep. if they end up out on the street, like if they if they've got to sell their house, where are they going to go? There's a rental crisis and there's there's a, a housing crisis yep. overall. So they're going to do whatever it takes to maintain their property. Yeah. So we've had this prediction: oh, eight hundred thousand houses. There's going to be this cliff, this fixed rate mortgage cliff. Property's going to come onto the market. It hasn't. Right, not in any great numbers. Yes, there's been an increase in listings, but that's seasonal. It's yeah. slightly above the seasonal average, but we're talking super, super slightly. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, what has happened is all of the losses. So, if you remember when the interest rate rises hit, suddenly we had loss, 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 loss. Yeah. And we started to slip backwards. All of those losses on a national basis have been recovered. Yeah. And now we're actually five percent ahead of where the peak was back in February 2022. So we've gained 5% on that record high in the last 18 months. Yeah, right. Right? So the reason for this 
in my opinion, my very humble opinion, is because we do not have the supply. No, well, we know that. That's, we know that's that. obvious. Like that, we know like that. it's not just people trying yeah. who can buy a house that want to buy a house. It's also people going, we're needing somewhere to rent, and there's no there's no houses to rent because there's just not enough. There's not there, enough, there's houses. enough houses to rent. Um, and and you brought to my attention. We may do an episode entirely on this once we catch up from the madness that has been our life lately. Uh, Choice released uh, an article in regards to rental tech and yes. and applications and having to fill out all the details and how dangerous they were from a privacy perspective, uh, discriminatory perspective, yes. and also potential cyber attack perspective as well. So that's that's a whole nother episode to dive into. Um, but just some real quick numbers. So the the estimates based off pop general population growth in Australia from the 2021 census. Mm -hmm. So they expected at the middle of 2023, we had 26.5 million people in this country. Mm -hmm. Last census, we had 2.4 million people per dwelling. Mm -hmm. Okay. And roughly, we've got about 11 million dwellings uh, as of 2023. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what that means in exact numbers is we've got 100,000 less dwellings than what we actually need. doesn't sound like too big of a problem. 100,000, 240,000 people, except... It is. Well, it's massive. <laughs> it's, but the, it's 1% of our population, essentially. But remember how we talked about the government's pushing for six hundred and fifty to 700,000 immigrants yeah. to come into the country requiring another 200,000, 300,000 homes? Yeah. Exactly. But then we have these articles going, there's a million empty homes. So, 2021 census, there was 1,043,776 homes that were marked as unoccupied on census night. We're going to dive into that in a sec. But first, let's come back to some of the figures around the country. So, just keep those numbers in mind. I'll try to, but you've given me wine, so good luck with that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, I'll do a quick scope around the country. Sydney recovered the losses after the interest rate rises 2022 mm -hmm. and has now seen 7.51% annual growth. Melbourne has not recovered the losses. It's about 3.9% down from its peak and has had annual growth of 0.64%. No surprises there. COVID and the way they handle COVID is still affecting people. In fact, um, I think Melbourne had more people migrate out of Melbourne and to other states. So, so Melbourne's now the new South Australia. Every, everyone's leaving Melbourne. Uh, most of them are coming to Queensland. In fact, we had 87,000. I do love 000. Adelaide, so don't hold that against no, me. No, Adelaide's awesome. That's where this wine comes from. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so we had, I think it was 87,000 internal migrants, as in people coming from other states, moved into Queensland over the last 12 months. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them, a lot of them came out of Victoria. Uh, Brisbane has seen 7.36% annual growth so far this year. So that's nearly on par with Sydney. Nearly on par with Sydney. Which is... And has recovered all of the losses after its peak. Which is odd. Well, no, not really, given the fact that... No, you're right. It is. Traditionally... Like I can, I, I, yeah, traditionally, I'm looking at it, traditionally it is odd because normally it's Melbourne and Sydney who are way... Melbourne, Melbourne and Sydney were always, always the main ones. Yeah. But if you... But then when you think about it, Melbourne people are... Yeah. And where are they most likely going to come? Good old Queensland. Well, that's, and that's it. But if 
if you went back pre-COVID, and if you think of the Australian real estate market like a pond, if you were to drop a pebble on Sydney and the ripples would emanate out or flow out from Sydney as the heart, right? Yeah. And that, that pebble is a price rise. So it'd ripple out, it'd hit Melbourne first. Yeah. So you'd see six to 12 months after Sydney started to boom, Melbourne would start to boom. Mm. 12 to 18 months after Sydney started to boom, you would see Brisbane start to boom. Yeah. Right? And then Adelaide, for the longest time, cruised along at like between 2.3 and 3.5. That's not the case anymore. I'm about to tell you about that. Oh, yeah. But And it would cruise along. Darwin and Perth were always mining related. Yeah. Right? So the Houston seaboard kind of had that ripple effect. But if we jump jump and look at Adelaide, its annual growth is 8.77%. It is at a record high. Because doesn't that normally just... Property prices It, it normally price. sits at a good little, like, ebb, I suppose, of, mm-hmm. like, isn't it, like, 5%? No, no, no. So, Adelaide, if you went back and you looked at, like, the last 30 years of Adelaide yeah. price growth, it was insane. It was consistent. Yeah, there wasn't It was really between sort of 25 and 4%. Yeah, there wasn't... 25 3.5%. And it and it, it coasted. Would, it was just yeah. it was just, it was just like steady, cruisy. Yeah, we're here. You know, you, you'd have pockets that jump and, yeah, and drop and that. that. But overall it was nice and steady. Yeah. Um not eight. Not eight point seven seven percent. But this this is in part being driven by that internal migration because people are going, I'm out of Melbourne. And they were going, I'm out of Sydney, but they've started to go back to Sydney. They're not going back to Melbourne. And I think we've got Dan Andrews to thank for that and how he handled COVID, to be per- That's my personal opinion. But if you look at it, people, look. you talk to people from Melbourne who live through that and they're still traumatised by it. Yeah. And understandably so. Yeah. No, people that leave, like, you know, fly anywhere are sort of like, huh, they, they joke about it, but you can also tell that it's also like a, a secret, like, call for help, like... The pain is real. I wonder if I can go back home next week when I go to return. Like, even though there's no reason why that... The pain is real. It's a full PTSD. I'm going to laugh about it, but at the same time, I'm internally in the fetal position on the floor, rocking backwards and forth. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And then I see that there's a nice 10 mark there. Yeah. Guess where that is? I... I know I mean, how to read upside down, so I <laughs> I think even with wine. Um, so there's no point even guessing. You've, <laughs> no. you've read it. You know the answer, right? No, but it was just I um, was like, okay. So the reason why I am like, yeah, right, because I have seen a lot of invest investors talking about you got to get amongst this, you got to get amongst it, you got to get amongst it. And last time I had heard investors talk like this about going and investing somewhere was like when when the mining boom really, really mm-hmm. started mm-hmm. to take off in the early, for me, early 40s or for us, early 40s, yep. Yep. Um, you know, for Mackay and Rockhampton and all of that area up there where it just went and then because it had always been traditionally Perth. Yeah. Yeah, mining, mining, yeah, absolutely. always had been Perth. And, like, since then there had always been, yeah, you know, like, it's good, it's good. But now the amount of investors that are going, do you know that you can get a $500,000 newly built house in WA that's all of, like, 
30 or 40 minutes from the yeah. city of from the heart and it, of and it's Perth. amazing you bring that up because two two of my best mates one is more autistic than I am and and is hardcore numbers works in one of the the city councils over in WA mm. um, working out doing all the rates and everything I like know who that. you're talking about you know, yes and and his best mate who I'm good mates with is a very very well respected um, just so that you know that is two different people not two, two that he's people, not talking about people. himself no 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 like to be honest these are the people I go to to, to get information yeah no no I'm right? just saying that because you're um, like my best mate and then his best mate yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway we're in, we're in a, a three way text chat yep right um and it would have been six months ago yeah that they're going to me. Perth's looking pretty good right now. Yeah. Perth, like, and, and it's really interesting because traditionally a Perth boom is because of a mining boom. Yeah. But this is more traditional. This is, and I don't mean traditional as in money. I mean, it's more like the rest of the country. So if you look at the prop track report, the factors that they point out here are limited supply amid strong buyer demand has resulted in a seller's market with prices in Perth up 10.9% from their level a year ago, outpacing all other capitals. The relative affordability of the city's homes, population growth, and very tight rental markets are also supporting home values. So this isn't the influx of mining and people coming in. No, this because is, mining's cruising along. There hasn't been this people going, huge hold on, you've got a lot of, you've got a lot of land over there. And, and houses of value. You yeah. for five hundred and fifty grand. You can get some decent homes. Yeah, on a decent sized block. It's yeah. not like you're building like literally like it is in Sydney. God bless Sydney. Um, where it's like you can't even sneeze without, you know, mm. feeling it from from yeah. your neighbour. The, the, the walls vibrate <laughs> from the neighbour's yeah. sneeze. But, and um, but funnily enough, there's actually a fence that's built down in between the two houses. Yeah, that just so, reverberates. <laughs> that's what that hum in Sydney is. If you've ever spent much time there, there's just this background hum. Yeah. It's fences it, vibrating from people sneezing. Yeah. yeah. No, like, and it was, <laughs> sorry, Sydney. <laughs> uh, but with Perth, they've got, the area they've got yeah. the ability of being able to really take out Here's some of the most beautiful coastline as well. And, and, it was and do you stunning. know what? I've never been there, so yeah. Um, I it, it, again, I, I do want to go. I was talking. We're, we're going to go because I want to go to Rotnest. My bestie lives there, so we're going to go. I want to go um, and see the happiest animal on earth. You want to see the quokka <laughs> that will throw their children out in front of them so they don't get eaten. <laughs> <laughs> but look eat, at me, I'll do it when I'm smiling. Eat my kids. Um, <laughs> But it was it's and funny because no, <laughs> where where my best mate's partner lives mm. is unknown. I'm not even I'm not gonna give the name of the place away, but you can buy property there that's a street back from the beach or two streets back from the beach and you're paying sixes. Yeah. Like six hundred, seven hundred thousand for for a decent property that's a few streets back. So because it's unknown and people sort of haven't looked west for a very, very long time. So this is where potentially there could be a lot of people who can't act. You can't actually move interstate for whatever mm. reason, you know. But can invest, yeah, in that, there's, which there's, means that they would be potentially open. This purely, this is like looking to your own finances. Like go and talk to someone. Yeah, we like, we are not qualified not, to give financial <laughs> advice. Do not, 
We're, we're, I've been drinking. Like, we're, don't take we're having, from me. We're having a, um, a kitchen table barbecue, round the barbie yeah, kind of yeah, bullshit chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do not take financial yeah. advice. But isn't there options out there that if you are wanting to purchase but you can't live in it, that there's like, you know, I forget what they call They were doing something about it where it was like if you don't live on, in it but you're ne- still needing to rent – it's like a little bit of a rent vesting. Yeah. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. There's, I mean, there's, there's opportunities there. Obviously you've got to qualify for the loan and so forth. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but it's, look, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. And I think that Perth is seeing a renaissance uh, and, and that is, I nearly oh. spilled the wine. Do you oh. know, he, he nearly committed his own, like, what, what do you even, what do you call it? Card- moment? Cardinal sin. Cardinal sin. Because he's got technology and liquid around. Yeah, yeah. I, I get grumpy at the kids when they when they even... It's grumpy at me. I do. That's because <laughs> I don't trust anyone else but me and maybe and I shouldn't well, trust myself. And look at me being all sensible, pushing it back further away from the edge so that I can't just... That's, I just I get expressive with my hands when I talk. That's, that's just the way it is. All right. So we've covered off that. We've covered off prop tax info. Where's the one million houses that where, have gone that? AWOL? So this, this well, not has been... not gone AWOL, uh, just not used. Well, that's the thing. That's a sensational headline. And if we dive in and, and look, we've, we've jumped oh, in and done a bit of research. Wait a minute, you're telling me that the media has led me down a garden path? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, shocked, so, shocked, right, I tell let's, you. Let's just move on to the next segment. We've covered it all. Found the million houses. It's a media shitstorm. Um, no, look, essentially what these are, they, these are a million homes that were unoccupied on census night. And there's a whole heap of reasons for this, right? And there's, I've, I've got a list of the reasons here, so bear with me. Um, the homes could be being renovated, and they're being renovated so someone's in temporary accommodation at yes, that time. Yes, well, that makes sense. Right. Homes are being sold as vacant possessions. So someone's moved out to sell the property. So yep. it's not actually an unoccupied it's a, home. It's a transient. It's a, it's a transient home. It's about to become yep. occupied, right? Uh, newly built or bought homes where no one has moved in yet. Again, it's transient. Something's about to happen. Yeah. Someone's about it's to move It's not just in. going, I'm sitting here for 12 months and no one loves me. Exactly. <laughs> Rental homes awaiting new tenants. So for the first four reasons... For the million Is unoccupied a very, homes. A very good reason. A very good reason. It's they're unoccupied on census night, but come back in two weeks, they're probably not going to be unoccupied. But right? then does leave the question as to what has then been replaced. Well... This is where we get into the other reasons, right? Because so, if you have one house that's been going to be occupied, what happened to the house that they left? Get well, that's it. And if they're in temporary accommodation, that's right. Right. So there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot of reasons for this. It's not just there's a million homes sitting there without people living in yeah. them. Uh, which, of course, you know, at the time, if you remember, there was million vacant homes. Housing crisis isn't real. It was just. It is real. It's very real. I'm pretty sure if you go and talk to a lot of people who live in houses, and even people who don't live in houses, will tell you that it's real. I'm pretty sure they're, 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 you, they're all in agreement You don't need a this. census to actually yeah. tell you this. Doesn't doesn't matter which side of you you vote for and which side, side politically you lean to, right, left, doesn't matter. We all agree yeah. there's a housing crisis. There's a housing crisis. Um, so other reasons, people living away temporarily from home during census night, so travelling, visiting other homes, etc. Yep. Um, homes are deemed unlivable. So these are homes no one could live in anyway because they're in a pretty much decrepit state. Uh, so homes that are subject to probate application or other legal proceedings. So again, somebody can't like be living. Like estates and stuff, yep. 
This is the one the media focused on. Notice how many reasons we've gone through before we get to this oh, one. Oh, the holiday homes. Holiday homes. Airbnb. Yeah. All of that we're sort gonna of stuff. We're going to target Airbnb and we're going to come after Airbnb. Yeah, those damn people who yeah. think that they have a right to actually invest in a property so that they can actually better themselves Look, the, the government life. narrative has always been let's beat up on, on the little investors. And Tony has got a great quote about that I'm going to share shortly. I do like it when Antonia oh, unleashes... I never she want may to be, be little, but don't let that fool I you. <laughs> never want to be on the receiving end of an Antonia rampage. Uh-uh. Like that uh-uh. woman is my my hero, but simultaneously, I'm a little bit scared of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, other reasons: homes owned by people currently living overseas. And homes being land banked, what that means is someone's holding the home, they're keeping it vacant, and they're just waiting for the the value of the area to come up to make it worthwhile to redevelop and turn into more homes, essentially. Now, holiday homes and homes being land banked make up a ridiculously small amount of the vacant homes. Tell me how much. I don't actually have the number. Oh, well... I know. You I can't go lead to that. It. Jesus. It's, it's Mary like and Joseph. I know. It's just I know from previous stats, but I don't have the exact number, so I can't come out and spit it out to you. He had one job. One job, one people. Job. One job. But it's, yeah, look, it's it's not the number the media try to make out. And, no, and because it, otherwise it would be too reasonable, and they don't want reasonable. They want people who are scared. They want, they want you to click on stuff. They want you to click on stuff. So Saturday night, October 28th, we went to the REIQ we Awards. the REIQ Awards. And it, it was... So I know that there's going to be some people that are like, oh, they're going and, you know, spending all of that amount of money when there's a housing crisis. I can definitely say the stuff that the REIQ... I, I sat there when Antonia was actually reading out the different stats that the REIQ works really hard oh, to yeah. achieve. Yeah. And I was just like, why is this not more widely out there? Like yeah. I know that it, I know that I I know that it's public record. Anyone can go and find it. But most people don't know to go and look for it. That's right. Yeah. And so, and and that, you know, I was asking you tonight about the whole REIQ because I I was asking you this for a reason. I don't know whether you had picked up on the reason, but I had spoken to a few other real estate agents that we know surprise surprise we know some um and they some of them are reiq like they are like well rei so real estate industry no real estate institute Institute, so reiq real real estate institute of queensland reinsw real estate institute new south wales reiv reisa reit reint and reiwa yeah so (laughs) I'm glad that you got them all out. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so the REIs of Australia, um, you know, all you can be a member and be a real estate agent, but it's not a compulsory thing to be a member. No, it's not. Okay. So you can still have a real estate agent who is who isn't a member and you can still have a um a Member, uh, and I'm oh, sorry, blah, blah, blah. it's your fault you gave me that stuff. I'm about um, to go get more. You keep talking and figure so, it out. I'm get more so, Ari, the REI agents choose to actually be part of this membership, have this membership. Uh, other agents, it's not, so it's not compulsory. You can, you don't have to be whatever. But when it comes to being a, 
a uh, REI member, there is very, very, on, they they are on. The Would you like me to break it down? The, yes, it's too hard. Would you like more wine? <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. I know that All there's right. some people who listen to this that I'll just be going, "Oh, Sian, you're a train wreck." <laughs> <laughs> it's been a big day. We're prepping for a garage sale. We've got a kid kid in isolation with COVID. It's, it's been a big day. I'll forgive you. So, look, the REI is essentially the major benefit um, that of, of hiring an agent who is an REI member. And I really agent. hope that a lot of that gets cut. <laughs> <laughs> no, it won't. We're going to leave it in there. It's going to be fun. But, look, the, 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 major, the major benefit is that REI agents uh, who are members of, of an REI, so REIQ, for example, they subscribe to a code of ethics. They have best practices that they, yeah. they have to follow, yeah. right? And, and that's part of their membership's condition of their membership. But also in order to keep their membership current, they also need to um, engage in professional development and continue training. So they're always improving. They're always developing their professional well, skills. Like- and you're getting significantly uh, better qualified, better armed, better skilled yeah. agents because they are exposed to more of that growth, that training and that opportunity. Well, the other thing too is that if there is any changes, you don't want someone going, oh, no, that's not right. And then no. you call another agent and they're like, well. <laughs> for, for example, the um, Queensland just changed their seller disclosure laws. And so that... I'm sorry, you said seller and I thought you were talking... <laughs> I was like really confused there Got for wine, a moment. <laughs> one on the brain. No, they're, they're seller disclosure laws. So the laws around what a seller must disclose to the agent must disclose to buyers. Yes. Okay. And so uh, the uh, this this was announced that it, the change had happened Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, Friday, the REIQ is running training webinars for agents on what they need to know, how they need to approach it, how they need to educate their sellers and, and so on and so yeah. forth and when it comes into effect. And this gives you an idea of what a an REI member agent yeah. is exposed to where yeah. a non-member agent has to go searching for that and do their own training and find their own stuff yeah. themselves, right? Yeah. And so there, there's huge the benefit. O- the other thing too is that other agents will eventually catch up. Mm. They will, but the REA... But the REI agents are moving, like they're, they're still moving forward. Like yeah, yeah. The professional so, development. But you can, like, so if everyone out there, you can ask and you can go and look yourself as to whether they are an REI agent. So if you're wanting someone to give you, you want someone who is, you know, up, up with all of their industry information, knowledge, compliance, all of that sort of stuff. You can ask, are you an REI agent? Are you an REI member? Member, yep. yes. Agent, And, and that's the key. Now, from, from the perspective of homeowners and yep. tenants, yep. Um, the REIs actually, they're, they're the peak body for real estate in each individual state. Yeah. And they are the people's champion. Yeah. Um, to, to put this in and perspective. Tanya did amazing things through COVID. Oh, incredible. Uh, and, and her and her whole team spearheaded the flood appeal yeah. uh, to, to raise funds um, for the flood affected homes. I think that was only a couple of years they ago. They do a lot of stuff that They're, people aren't. They don't. They, they don't. Put, they, don't. They, they also are like they lobby the government yeah. to improve the situation. So, and, and, and this, is, this is what most people don't understand. They're the reason that controversial land tax for interstate investors got dumped in Queensland. Yeah. Right? Because the government was just going to put it through. They were like, no, we're doing it. We're pumping it. 
And Antonio and her team <laughs> no, took no, 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 the no, government no, no. to task on that and and went to media, did the whole works. They spearheaded a campaign. There were others involved, but they spearheaded it and got that scrapped so that we could continue having investors investing in Queensland. Mm. Now, before everyone jumps down my throat and goes, investors are bad, keep in mind, as it currently stands, we cannot build properties without private investors. Yeah. Right? The government doesn't just go and build houses and go, I'm going to sell these houses. It's private investors, and most builders cannot actually... does not do that at all. No. But most builders cannot start building property until they've got a certain percentage of the uh, the estate sold because they can't get finance for that. Yeah. Until until they've got a certain amount of the estate pre-sold, a bank or a lender will not finance it. Yeah. The only people that it makes even housing sense, commission homes were originally built that the government exactly. came along and said, "All right, right? we'll buy that." That kind of changed with NDIS, uh, not NDIS. Sorry, the. Uh, I can't remember it at the moment. NRAS. NRAS, thank you very much. Yep, that one. But if the 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 key thing is we actually need investors. Mm. And the media and the, the government loves to target them, but without them we can't get houses built. Yeah. And building houses is literally the only way we can solve the housing crisis. Wait, wait, wait. Um, wait. You're telling me we build houses to live in, then we'll actually have somewhere to live, which means that... that I know <laughs> it seems like I'm speaking voodoo economics, mm. but... Yes, that's I that's the solution. We we shocked. The way we solve the fact that we don't have enough houses is we just build more houses. Wow. I know. <laughs> wow. Just I know. Poof. And look, coming back, so <laughs> the RAIQ champion they 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 champion for tenants, they champion for investors, they champion for sellers, they champion for agents, they champion for everybody involved in the real estate industry, uh, and they do an incredible job, and that has led by the fearless, indomitable Antonia uh, Mercarella, uh, her trusty sidekick, Peter Brewer, who is the chairman of the REIQ. So Antonia's the CEO, Peter Brewer is the, the chairman, and they do an incredible job. We get to see them up close because we live in Queensland. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I don't have the same relationship with other REIs because I'm not in those states. I hope to have that over the coming years because I know they do an incredible job. I'm just not exposed to it yeah. anywhere near as much. Um, so this is not me shunning the other REIs. They do an amazing job. I just don't have the specifics. And well, we also live in firsthand. Queensland. So. Yeah, and, and that's it. But coming back to the REIQ Awards, uh, my favourite quote of the night. There was some doozies. Oh, there were some doozies. But this one was from Antonia, and it was handled with all of the grace and political savvy, but it was an absolute uppercut. Yeah. And it was, we all know that we have a housing crisis. And much like the fact we did, didn't suddenly fall into a housing crisis, it's going to take time to get out of it. And that requires us all working together. Yeah. And I thought, and, and that's not a direct, like I paraphrased, she was far more eloquent. But when you had both sides of government she was pretty sitting much in sitting the room, there going, mm, so who's going to be the one that pulls their finger out and does something was, about it? It was just and not just a very. I don't want these. I don't yeah. want these. I want actions. I want to see actual houses well, and not ones that go missing in a budget. So, so but a really real house. Antonia <laughs> was on radio. I can't remember the station, and I've I've got their press release. I printed this off because this is brilliant, right? Um, and she was talking about, she basically was giving a report card one year on 
from the housing summit that was held here in Queensland. And you know how much I love it when politicians get taken to task. She she does do that, but she does it because hell, you know that's. Let me let me it share. Needs to be done. Let me share some wonderful quotes. Some Go of my favourite quotes. She, she always entertains me. ABS building approving data uh, building approval data shows we are approving the same number of homes as we did in the eighties, when the population was half of what it is today. Ms. Mercarella said. Oh, cool. uh-huh. Over the past 12 months to September, 33,755 new dwellings were approved across the state when the Housing Industry Association says we need 40,000 plus per annum in southeast Queensland alone. Right now, there needs to be that that gif of Kelso from that 70s show going, burn. <laughs> uh, social housing approvals remain static with only 430 approved in the past 12 months to service Queensland's rapidly growing population. Again, compared to close to 2,000 per year in the 80s. So what have you got? A burn. What have you got to say, Polly's? Meanwhile, the Housing Investment Fund has not built a single house. The size of the hedge fund is irrelevant if there are no tangible outcomes for Queenslanders doing it tough. So uh, do you know... Okay, I'm... I think I've touched on it before, but I'm going to touch on it again. Uh, So the Queensland government had come in and uh, politely asked these elderly people living in a retirement village down here, uh, down in Redland Bay, if they would kindly move along because they were living in two-bedroom or three-bedroom units that they've been living there for the past 20-odd years, right? Privately owned. Mm Mm-hmm. Little, Privately owned, yep. Little retirement village. Can you, can you can you move along because you should only be in one bedroom? You should only be in one bedroom. So that that uh, little retirement village that was privately owned, the people who owned all of it, uh, then turned around and went, okay, you have to move now. Mm-hmm. And so the Queensland government came in and guess what the Queensland government did? We've found houses for people to live in. Isn't it fantastic? Yeah, we just kicked old old ladies. So we've just ladies. kicked your grandma's now you, out on the street. Gra- your grandma's homeless, but it's fine. We've got people in a retirement village. You said, yeah. So they went and bought a retirement village, right? Retirement village, so that they could have and say, "Oh, we managed to house more people." No, you didn't house more people. You just reduced the amount of people who were needing to find a home. You still have homeless Mm -hmm. people. Yep. So continuing on with the wonderful... Rant over. (laughs) The wonderful Ms. Mercarella. Mm -hmm. The rate of prefabricated housing being delivered has fallen short of the modest target of 80 a year with just... Two built to June 30. Just two. Target was 80. Target was 80. Just two. I'm pr- okay, I just have to say this. If I was a salesperson and I went to my boss and I went, you know how you asked me to do like 80 sign-ups? Yeah, I've only done two. Like I'd, oh, oh, oh. This is why I freak out. <laughs> he says. After he nearly knocks it himself. Yeah, exactly. But... 
Like, I'm pretty damn sure that you would not have a job. I know. After June 30. Uh, hey, <laughs> I would, I'd fight you. If that, if that was, exactly. I would fight you. It would, it's right? not even, did you get half? No, yeah. no, no. I didn't it's get like, half. hey, baby. I got two. Baby, two. I still want to marry you, but you're fired. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Personal, we're good. We're Professional, good. you're fine. Yeah. That, that'd be hard to be approaching Personal, that. Personal, we're fine. Uh, continuing on with, with my personal hero. Uh, it is also disappointing to read reports that the state government is yet to submit an application for the conversion of the Pink and Bar facility for a, to emergency accommodation five months after announcing they would. Get ready for the burn. Get ready for the Kelso. Announcements in social media posts do not house our most vulnerable. Burn. Normal. As a social media person, if you, you don't back up what you do, it's not even that. If you, you are, say? if you are going to take five months to do something, don't announce it. You don't announce it. You go, hey, keep keep watching. Wait until things are happening. And then when it actually opens and you've got people in there, that's when you go, hey, guys, mm-hmm. look mm-hmm. what we've just done. Isn't it amazing? Who's doing their social media? Like, that's disgusting. <laughs> someone needed an they announcement. They need to be sacked. Someone needed a positive announcement. No, no, someone got told to post that. Oh, that's true, yeah. yeah. That, that would have been how it was. So following up, jab, jab, jab. We've seen a right hook. We're back yeah. to jabs. Tax concessions, another quote from Antonia. Tax concessions have been provided to large institutional investors to build more rentals, but there has been nothing for smaller everyday private investors, she said. Why is there reluctance to apply that incentive approach to the average investor who might own one to two properties when the principle of wanting to create more building supply is the same? What a wonderful question, particularly being the government loves and the media loves to demonize the private investor who owns one to two properties as being greedy fat cats, but happily ignores the fact that corporate investors are getting tax incentives, discounts, and all the rest of it to not do anything. Because that's essentially what's happening. They're not building enough, but they're getting all these incentives to do so. Yeah, why don't they get cut and just like, you know what? If you have not built within the next six months... Not, not that you, you know, have, what do they call it? Broken ground. Not mm-hmm. broken ground, that you are building where you can actually see a construction is happening. Yep. And by if the way. If it is not happening in six months of you being granted this, because let's face it, shit can get done really, really quickly when there's an incentive there. Yep, it can. It can. One of my favorite quotes. Because they're, they're about stamp duty. They're about stamp duty, right? Antonio goes on to say, stamp duty imposes additional costs on property transactions, which discourages turnover of housing and distorts choices between renting and buying, she said. Yet stamp duty thresholds have remained static for over a decade and there's been no innovative thinking on how we can abolish, if not erode, this major roadblock. So she's essentially just gone, what the hell are you doing with that money? Like there's been no innovation when done nothing. When, when the whole Queensland government's going, oh, we mm-hmm. love innovation. We love supporting small companies mm-hmm. and and startups and which is uh, uh, we love that. Oh, this is this gets good. I didn't see this one before because it wasn't in quotes. This is a paraphrase quote in the press release. Oh, that's when they. Uh, it's normally when they're really good. Is oh that yeah, yeah, paraphrased. Yeah. Miss Mercarella said, "In the rental regulation space, property managers, leases, and tenants were exhausted by continuous legislative change and sloppy implementation. 
when a significant change to the way rent can be increased in Queensland was tacked onto an unrelated bill and rushed through without any consultation, we rightly raised the alarm, she said. That legislation led to more confusion and sparked a number of terminations as we forewarned. And we're not done yet. Stage 2 rental law reforms are yet to be implemented. These will most certainly further destabilise our strained rental market. And this is my favourite part, because what have we said we want to happen? Oh, we want, things we want stamp duty, we want all of this to be an election issue. Yeah. In the lead-up, quote from Antonia, in the lead-up to next year's election, there will no doubt be a focus on housing from the major parties. It is imperative they are held to account for their announcements and they are measured against their promises. End. They... This is the thing that frustrates me, and I even said it, and the thing that frustrates me is we – well, I have lived in this in the Redlands all my life, pretty much. Yep. Give, give you know, a year or two. And there has been so many things that have been stifled here in the Redlands, and you just go, why? And then you've got it to the point where people are going, it's too freaking expensive to live here. Yeah. And then they're going, oh, but come back, come back. We need you. Come back, don't leave. And it's just like, it's too expensive. Maybe, just maybe, I don't know, shocking and all, maybe if you didn't have things so freaking expensive, people would stay. Well, and we've talked about the cost of developing new properties and how the cost of operational works and what that adds to the property and stamp duty as the property and all of the fees in that. We did an episode talking about how, in some cases, up to 52% of the value of, of a new home and land package is in red tape, taxes, yeah, it's duties, and all that sort of stuff. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I am so thrilled... And I hope that the other REIs take up the call if they haven't already. Obviously, I, I need to get on their mailing lists and, and see what they're pushing and how they're hammering. But as I said, well, and, and NSW has is, changed the... the they're, they're changing stamp duty. Absolutely. Yeah. REI NSW, uh, that was under Dominic uh, Periotz. I, I can't remember his last name properly, but uh, that was that was something there. We need to check to see if that's gone through so we can update everybody if, if it has. Um, but yeah, look... No JTM this week, purely because... He gave Sian wine and she got on a rant. Well, not only that, <laughs> I, I haven't I haven't had a chance to go down any rabbit holes in the last little while. Like, it's been we, hectic. We've been too busy. Um, but, but I think we, we, we will have one about the garage sale because there's um, a couple oh, of little... Oh, we'll, we'll do that. And, and there's there's a few other bits and pieces that we can we can do. We've been on adventure. Uh, you got to go down to Smidge. Yes. That, that should probably be right. an STM. Yeah. You, you went on a social media... Content working trip, creation. content creation trip down to Smidge Wines. Mm -hmm. That was fun. It was so, fun. Yeah. Yeah, I had... I had one of Australia's best winemakers make me dinner. I know. And I am jealous because, you and know... you weren't there. You know what he's... When I've been there, you know what? I've got... He's made me pizza. It's been amazing pizza, but it's been pizza. Yeah, no, I got steak. I know. And, and not just... You like, sent like, me photos. This stuff was amazing. Yeah. Like, was, this is... Like, like, you could have eaten it raw and it melted in your mouth. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. 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 And I'm <laughs> Matt and I are going to have words when I'm down at the end of November. I'm, no, I'm you telling won't. You. Yeah, yeah. He'll just be like, "Shut up." I'll just be like, "Matt, where's my steak?" No, he won't do that. <laughs> no, he's Matt's too polite for that. He'll just be he's like, a, "Yes, Jay." Yeah, he'll he'll just roll his Eat eyes. Eat your pizza. Yeah. yeah. 
Lawsy gives it to me with some some fumet sav blanc. I'll be uh, happy. Look, it, given the fact that I don't normally like white, I am enjoying it's, this. It's an awesome drop. It is fantastic. But yeah, so there's there's your market update. With you know, quick recap. If I can pull the right um, stats, so and if growth, there is if there annual is... growth seven point five one percent in Sydney, 064 percent in Melbourne, which is down three point nine percent from its peak. Sydney is now at a new peak. Brisbane is at a new peak after 7.36% annual growth. Adelaide's at a new peak after 8.7% uh, annual growth. Perth is at a new peak after 10.9% annual growth. So these major cities, they're coming back hard. By the way, one thing we didn't cover, and I hate that we're going to cover it in the last few minutes of the episode, there is still value if you head out to the regions. Oh, there always will be. And there always will be. And I think it's a fan- with. More of the digital lifestyle coming into play, more of the work from home, all that. It, it's starting to make sense to start moving out there. There's more infrastructure happening out there. And I think that there's there's some value in the regions. Maybe that's an entire episode that we do. I think it might be. We, but I think it. on that note, we, uh, we're going to have to say goodbye. I think, I think we do. Thanks for hanging with us. Thanks for letting us rant. And uh, we look, we, we really appreciate you guys listening in. If you've made it to the end, you've done well. Um, and and like and subscribe, share the podcast, help us grow this community and, and help us keep you informed and in a way And if you have that any questions that you want... It's very clearly not stuffy and stuck up. We, we if you have, have any questions that you want answered or want investigated or even if you actually want to discuss with us, we would love to hear from you. So Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, we, we're going to go so I can go to sleep. You've got a button to push now. Yeah. Night-night. Yeah.